Friends, are you prepared for widespread food shortages ahead? Farmers have been warning us for months, but are we listening? They say it's beyond their control, especially with the fertilizer crisis. Bottom line, food shortages will be a harsh reality very soon. That's why you should get ready now with emergency food from My Patriot Supply. And good news, today you'll save 20% on their best-selling three-month food kit. These kits provide delicious, easy-to-make breakfasts, lunches, dinners, drinks, and snacks for one person for three solid months. So get one for each member of your family while you're able to save 20% during this timely sale. Remember, My Patriot Supply is the nation's largest preparedness company with millions of families already protected. These three-month food kits, which average over 2,000 calories per day, are in stock and ready to go. Your order ships fast and free and arrives in unmarked boxes. Go to preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Those who know what's coming are already prepared. Are you? Preparewiththinkaboutit.com. Hi, Steve here. This is a documentary about a man named Sean Muldoon. But the reason I want to go through this with you is because it made me realize that everything he says is the same exact reason that the world fell for this psychological operation of taking a genetically engineered bioweapon injection voluntarily. Potential side effects, which, although serious, are rare. What Justin Trudeau just said was a complete lie. And the data and facts prove that it was a lie. They said it was safe, but it was not safe. You had to have an entire medical community that would go along with this narrative that the government was telling you, as well as mainstream media continuing to be their mouthpiece of lies piled on top of more lies. You know, my wife would tell me once in a while that they were asking when dad was coming home. They just kind of said, dad's sick and he's in the hospital. I'm sure them everything was gonna be fine. We didn't know that, that's what you tell them. Vaccines shouldn't kill people. Vaccines shouldn't injure healthy people. I'd done this to myself. The guilt was horrendous. The guilt was overwhelming. For days, I was just an emotional wreck. You know, they said it was safe, and it, it wasn't safe. And it's just that simple. The story of a Langley man who had no idea that getting his AstraZeneca shot would nearly cost him his life. Companies like Pfizer and Moderna can't be sued for money damages in court over injuries related to the administration or use of products to treat or protect against COVID-19. It kind of takes you back to that, um, some of you may die, but we're okay with that attitude. I've run the gauntlet on emotions, the absolute gauntlet. Everybody had absolutely zero concerns. Everybody was very convinced, even in the medical community, that they were absolutely safe. There was a lot of tension around it. These were usually hushed conversations because nurses aren't allowed to speak like that. One nurse started to tell me she was skeptical of what was happening and then just stopped herself. She just flat out said, I'm not supposed to be talking like this. Those who received their first dose with the AstraZeneca vaccine did absolutely the right thing to prevent illness. Data from the United Kingdom shows a much lower blood clot risk from second doses of AstraZeneca, but this move will undoubtedly shake confidence. There was limited information because the media would only give the information they were told to give the public. And there was plenty of fear because the mainstream media pushed it day after day after day after day after day after day. The doctors were concerned about the fact that the information was wrong. It was, it's the worst mistake I've ever made in my life. I was training for the Sun Run. 
few years ago. You know, I just wanted to be able to do 10K in under an hour. I was like, under an hour is respectful for a 10K. I was right, right on the cusp. I was running them in about an hour. And right now, like I can, I can barely walk 5K. Um, I, I trusted what we were being told to some degree. Uh, there definitely seemed to be an aspect of it that there was limited information coming out. We kept seeing the death toll. We kept seeing the new cases and the spread of COVID. I think everybody was a little concerned about it. Uh, I know we were even at work, we were watching the tracker and watching the numbers as it, as it did spread around the world and we watched the numbers spike. There was a lot of confusion at the time in terms of how dangerous it was, kind of how much fear was going along with it. You know, I was on board with the fact that we were going to have to make some changes and whether it was social distancing or whatnot. Uh, it just seemed like the, uh, like the kind of the kind of simple logical thing to do as we saw it take this, you know, uh, spread around the world and the numbers grow and the deaths grow. Numbers erupt with 282 cases reported from four countries. Apparently being taken against her will by China's newly deployed quarantine squads. A man also pulled from the apartment, forcibly taken down the stairs. Across China, disturbing videos on social media appear to show the extreme measures taken to control the outbreak. Today, they gave the virus a name, COVID-19, coronavirus disease. The World Health Organization is holding an emergency meeting right now. Kena the CDC, the man in his 30s, flew home to Seattle last Wednesday, infected, but not yet symptomatic. Pneumonia, a new virus in the wider coronavirus group, which includes the common cold and SARS. It's a symbol to the rest of the country that I feel extreme confidence in the safety and the efficacy of this vaccine. And I want to encourage everyone who has the opportunity to get vaccinated so that we could have a veil of protection over this country that would end this pandemic. Instead of a veil of protection, as Fauci stated, all we really had was a veil of the truth. That wasn't the situation, right? It was like, uh, this is somebody who was pretty active and pretty healthy. And it's like, I feel like my health was like stolen from me. I feel like they just robbed me of my health. Mouse. There absolutely was this message of, you don't wear a mask to protect yourself. You don't get vaccinated to protect yourself. You do that to protect the people around you. And if you choose not to, then you're therefore, you're a selfish person vigilant and we will need to bring in different measures uh, normality as it was before uh, will not come back full on until we get a vaccine for them they cancelled sporting events they cancelled concerts you couldn't go meet more than three friends uh, for lunch you couldn't have a backyard barbecue and I went to get my vaccine um, just to get some normal life back the death numbers the death tolls the outbreaks were all hyped up beyond even the movie Outbreak, to make the public believe this lie that we would all die if we didn't take the geoengineered bioweapon jab and wear masks and lock down and social distance and do everything they told us to do. Another reason so many people took the jab is because they believed if they complied, they would get some normal life back. Instead, with Sean and millions of other people all over the world, all they got was their life stolen. For some, they lost their life entirely. Feeling like they were ostracized from society was another way they psychologically beat people down if they didn't take the jab or wear the mask. It wasn't so much the peer pressure, but I did definitely um, sense there was that aspect of, 
if you don't go get vaccinated, if you don't wear your mask. It was like you were one of the bad guys, like you weren't uh, part of the team. We'd never personally had any reason to be scared of vaccines. It, it just seemed logical. Throughout history, there's been diseases or viruses that we have eliminated through, well, nearly eliminated. And we just figured COVID would be another one. We'd just get vaccinated, just like my kids got jabbed into them throughout elementary school. And we weren't worried about it. And we didn't really feel like we had any reason not to trust. I'm sure you know Nasty yesterday recommended that people who can wait uh, for an mRNA vaccine should pass on the Johnson & Johnson vaccine or the AstraZeneca vaccine because of the risk of blood clot. I can reinforce once again that every single vaccine available in Canada has been approved by Health Canada as being both safe and effective. When you have leaders of countries like Canada and the United States and others all over the world telling people that it's safe and effective, Sadly, too many people believe the liars we call the so-called leaders of our countries. Another huge wrong assumption. For one, I'm not a doctor. And I'm going to assume that somebody with a higher education who's in the medical field has my best interests at heart. The medical cabal, especially in America, has never been in the business they're in because they're the most caring people on earth. They knowingly give people drugs that cause much harm on a daily basis. But the big one was that they went along with this lie, which has caused the death and maiming of millions and will eventually kill hundreds of millions in the next few years. They have my family's safety at heart. If they're going to encourage this, ensure that it's safe, then I wasn't going to start questioning. I didn't feel like I was in a place to question it. I don't have the appropriate education to even form an opinion on it. Another huge mistake that people make is trusting the medical community for your health and your well-being. We have to take responsibility for our own health and do our own research on everything. They hyped it and promoted it. They offered free hamburgers and lottery tickets and too many people were not able to see through this giant deception. Based on 17 years in construction supply. We were talking about how important it was for everyone to get vaccinated and what a big deal it was to get vaccinated. I knew that there was people at work that were kind of trying to research and pick and choose them. I wasn't that interested. I had done zero research on them. I figured a vaccine's a vaccine. Getting that shot? really was Doesn't an amazing it? feeling. It, 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 it hits you. Did you it cry? Really... <laughs> I don't know how much money Justin Trudeau is receiving from Bill Gates, the World Economic Forum, or Klaus Schwab. But when he stands before God Almighty, along with all these others, they won't have an answer adequate to cover their crime. I was glad I'd gotten the vaccine, but I sort of had this kind of like, um, it's like almost like it was bittersweet. I was almost like upset that I needed to. It wasn't so much because I felt that I'm at high risk because we're being careful and I'm healthy and I'm young and all that. But at the same time, it's knowing that each of us doing our part is getting through this because we don't get through this unless you know, the vast majority of the population gets that first shot and then a few months later gets that second shot. That's how we get through uh, Now, in reflection. I wish I'd given the vaccines more respect. It was like I thought I was going in for a vitamin B12 shot. I absolutely never for a second thought that they'd inject me with something that might potentially kill me, which is exactly what they did.
It was about just over a week later and I woke up in the middle of the night and my stomach was just in a knot. Uh, just like I'd eaten something that didn't agree with me. I called the doctor, I told him what had happened. He said, okay, well, let's just give it a few days. It could be anything at this point. Six million immunized in the United States and yet it's on hold because six people may have had side effects. Isn't one in a million an acceptable risk level during uh, times like these? I said, you know, I, I did have my vaccine about two weeks ago. And he said, oh yes, but it's very unlikely that this could have been caused by your vaccine. Not even his doctor had the understanding or knowledge about this genetically engineered bioweapon, mRNA spike protein that was being injected. So for him to say it's highly unlikely that it was the vaccine shows you that even doctors say things that are totally ignorant. Most doctors don't know what's causing the blood clotting, but the people who created this mRNA spike protein injection know exactly what's in it and they know what's causing the death. Once again, mainstream media in bed with the liars and those who want people to keep taking the death jabs. That night, I started to throw up again. And then the pain started to go from tolerable to getting more and more and more intense. It felt like my insides were just being ripped apart inside my body. Like, it just felt like they were being torn. People do wonder if corners are being cut from a safety perspective with political pressure around the election to get this vaccine out. I went to the bathroom. And that's when I discovered I was passing blood. Called my wife and I said, you need to take me to the hospital. Something, something's really wrong. I was basically the ball on the floor. I, I couldn't stand, I couldn't sit. I've heard from a lot of doctors who are very worried that corners will be cut. On the other hand, just saying that you're going to approve the AstraZeneca vaccine based on the earlier studies that are already ongoing doesn't mean that. I just kept saying to my wife, I want to be unconscious. I want to be unconscious. Nothing they'd given me for the pain had helped. I'd been sent for CT scans. I don't know what tests they ran. I'd had blood work. I'm not sure if I had MRI. I don't recall any of it. The entire day was a blur. And I asked what time it was, and they said it was 3.15. And I said, in the afternoon? Because we got in there around noon. And they said, no, it's, it's 3.15 in the morning. I just remember immediately becoming very scared because, like, why am I getting rushed into surgery at 3.30 in the morning? And then the... Uh, the mask goes over your face and the room goes dark. The vaccine card will be needed to attend concerts, restaurants, casinos, theaters, even gyms in organized events like weddings. They will not be able to board a plane or a train in Canada if they are unvaccinated. <laughs> My surgery was an exploratory surgery and they don't do those anymore. That's how severe this was. This is how concerned they were. They, they opened me up and immediately found um, a bunch of dead intestine. Muldoon needed emergency life-saving surgery to remove about two meters of his intestine after doctors found blood clots linked to the vaccine. He explained that I'd lost about six feet, around two meters, and that they'd had to leave a couple feet of intestine in me that was in pretty bad shape. But you don't really want to lose more than six feet of intestine. He said if they took it anymore, my chances of ever having a, a normal life or a semi-normal life again, um, it, was, it was slim. I didn't have any of the traditional markers for blood clotting. He said it was very unusual. They didn't know what this source of the blood clotting was. My blood had kind of been sent basically across Canada to have some testing done to try to determine what had caused this clot. The AstraZeneca vaccine 
may end up leaking into a person's bloodstream, forcing the immune system to attack it in a way causing a patient's blood to clot. But it's rare. The likelihood is 1 in 250,000. They did go in, they did the, uh, the second surgery. The intestine was healing. There was about 10 centimeters that they couldn't save. And so they removed that 10 centimeters and they stitched me up. I was given, uh, I had a stoma and an ostomy bag uh, because the rest of my intestines uh, were either missing or um, my large intestine wasn't connected at that point. It was almost a week later that they, they got the results back from the investigation on my blood work, trying to figure out what had happened to me. Again, at this point, there'd been very little discussion about the vaccines. I don't think anybody wanted it to be the vaccine. At one point, one of the nurses asked me, she said, um, which vaccine did you get? The head nurse heard and said, no, 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 no. We don't know anything. We're not talking like that. And it was just, you know, it was just out of curiosity. The nurse had her concerns because her mother had just been vaccinated. She wanted to know what I had gotten. And we weren't even to discuss it. Do you understand that veiling the truth and the facts from people is just as evil as lying to them in the first place? This is what I'm trying to tell everyone. These so-called leaders know exactly what's going to happen to you, and that's what they want to happen. The next day, a team of doctors came in, I don't know, uh, six or 12 people, and they had a meeting, and then one of them approached me. And he said, Sean, we've got the, uh, the results from the investigation back. And it's, uh, it's confirmed that this was caused by your vaccine. It absolutely floored me, I couldn't believe it. That was at that moment that uh, I just really had to come to terms with the fact that uh, I, I had gone in and I'd gotten this jab and it had very nearly killed me. I'd done this to myself. The guilt was horrendous, the guilt was overwhelming. For days, I was just an emotional wreck I'd just lie in the hospital bed and every time I thought about my family and about my children, I'd be fighting back tears. I'd have tears running down my face. It, it felt like I'd, I'd done something really irresponsible. It felt like I was going to have a hard time owning up to it, to my, my colleagues and my peer group. I was almost ashamed of the fact that I'd done this to myself, that I'd made this decision to go do this, and uh, it had very nearly ended my life. The results of the investigation. Uh, following that, I was diagnosed with it. The VIT or vaccine-induced 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 immune thrombotic thrombocytopenia or VIT. The vaccine or something related to the vaccine in some people triggers their immune response to develop antibodies to our own platelets. The rare disorder is called vaccine-induced thrombotic thrombocytopenia, known as VIT. It causes blood clots whenever they're, wherever there are blood vessels. So basically that's all over your body. The antibodies that your body starts producing to the vaccine also start fighting against your own platelets and use them up and it causes uh, some, some bleeding problems and some clotting problems in particular. It's a very serious thing because once you have antibodies to your platelets, they clump together and that can lead to, to very um, severe um, plugging of, of uh, some of our important blood vessels. The rate of this syndrome is about 1 in 200,000. Officials have previously said the risk of developing the disorder was around 1 in 100,000 doses. The risk of blood clots is a little bit higher than we had initially thought, probably closer to the 1 in 55,000. Even 1 in 26,000 represents just a fraction 
of 1% of people with, with complications. How much more do those numbers continue to change as we develop a clearer picture of exactly what the risk might be? I'm still producing the antibodies a year later. They don't know if I'll ever stop. VIT is phenomenally dangerous. It's devastating. It kills you very quickly. You know, I had my vaccine in less than 20 days, 17, 18 days since I'd had my vaccine, and I only had another day to live basically at that point because the clotting is incredibly severe. It's incredibly aggressive. Two weeks ago, we had heard reports about blood clotting issues with the AstraZeneca vaccine, yet you came out and assured Canadians that it was safe and you encouraged them to go get it if it was offered to them. This is the rare blood clotting they'd warned us about that they were hoping nobody would end up having. What would you say to the Canadians who, based on your advice two weeks ago, went out and had that AstraZeneca shot? You know, they'd removed my intestines, they'd given me my ostomy. I now had food challenges and digestive challenges I was going to have to meet. But now the life-threatening concern was the fact that my, my body was creating these antibodies that were trying to cause blood clots. The advice given by health professionals, the advice that I gave, was that the right vaccine for you is the very first vaccine that is offered. Uh, and Health Canada continues to ensure the safety and effectiveness of any vaccine administered in Canada. Uh, as we've seen over the past number of weeks, there are uh, different recommendations and limitations given in as the science evolves. No, Mr. Trudeau, the only thing evolving was the exposing of the lies that you and other so-called leaders around this world have been telling people. And because the truth is coming out more and more, it becomes more difficult for you to perpetuate your misdirection and deception. My next CT scan, they found blood clots in my lungs, in my spleen, my abdomen. They, they found blood clots all over me. So I was on a very large dose of, um, of blood thinners because I had no intestines anymore, or very little intestine. I was on over 50 pills a day at one point. I was taking them five or six times a day. And so I was crushing, you know, say, um, eight to 10 pills up, dumping them in applesauce and just trying to just rifle them down as fast as I can. Uh, but at this point, they were still just trying to figure out how to keep me alive, essentially. I was starting to talk to nurses. I had a nurse that was upset because she'd gotten shingles after her vaccine. That was when I had a, a doctor explain to me that we knew very little about the side effects of these vaccines. And then he said that we know even less about treating them and that he thought maybe we'd jump the gun. And the longer I was in hospital, I just kept hearing more and more stories like this. I left the hospital pretty rattled. I had gone and gotten my vaccine with absolutely no hesitation and no fear of vaccines. And after spending five weeks in hospital and talking to the doctors, um, I was starting to genuinely get, um, genuinely get very concerned about their safety. Even the conversations with the doctors tended to be, you know, muted, hushed conversations. Um, it wasn't shared with the whole room. Chosen not to get vaccinated and are all losing their jobs at Houston Methodist. They're concerned the vaccine didn't go through extensive clinical trials before being given to the public. Vaccine skepticism it raises a question, is this something that's specific to these nurses in this hospital or is it more widespread? They found that fully vaccinated rates ranged from 53 to 72%. Still continues today is the tug of war between mandatory vaccination and personal liberties. We had been there every day to go to work in an environment that wasn't safe. First we were heroes and now it, I feel like I'm, a, I'm the villain. 
Prime Minister Trudeau, what do you say to them now that they went through all this, couldn't find work, and are still trying to cope with the impact that that's had on their lives? It, it, it was their choice, and, and nobody ever uh, was going to force anyone into doing something that they don't want to do. But there are consequences when you don't. And the consequences Justin Trudeau spoke of was, we will make your life miserable to impossible when you don't comply to our will. And that really is the globalist motto. We will box you in until you can't even breathe unless you comply with what we want you to do. That's not freedom, that's tyranny. And in this case, it was medical tyranny all the way. Spent another three weeks in hospital, more IVIG treatments, more discussions with nurses, nurses who didn't want their children vaccinated. And of course, at this point, we're starting to approach the, the discussions of the vaccine passport have started. I'd get the the blood work done and they they check to see if I was still producing those antibodies that were causing the clotting. I'd get the test done every two weeks and every two weeks it'd come back positive that I was still producing them. And so they pushed the surgery back a month and they pushed it back another month and they said, we just really want to wait till you're not producing these clotting antibodies anymore. The only problem is we don't know if you ever will. And so they finally just said, we need to do it. We can't wait any longer. Dozens of medications in this past nine months. He had a third surgery two weeks ago, adding new scars alongside the ones already there. 1.7 million Canadians went and got the AstraZeneca shot. Now they learn that that is not necessarily true from, the, from your science advisors, that they, some of them should have waited and waited to take Moderna or Pfizer. What do you, do you understand how frustrated they are by that? My wife had got mandated to go get a COVID vaccine. She'd had one before this happened, but she was terrified of getting the second one. You know, three weeks in the ICU, four weeks in the ICU with me, while doctors try to figure out how to keep me alive, essentially. And then she gets a letter that says, oh yeah, no, go get your, uh, go get another job or you're, you're fired, your career is over. The data continues to roll in. Uh, and there's always opportunities to refine or adjust those recommendations. And that's why uh, we're pleased to be able to continue to count on uh, an extraordinary team of experts and doctors. There are always opportunities to refine or adjust those recommendations? Not for the people who've already taken the jab. So it's obvious, as you heard from these people in Canada, and it's no different here in America, they will continue to lie and push the narrative that there's no evidence in spite of the fact that there are mountains of evidence and personal testimonies of the evil that these bioengineered genetically poisoned jabs are wreaking havoc on many people. How many times will you trust someone who lies to you continually? The globalists lie to you continually. I absolutely um, became very, very anti-mandate because I didn't feel like they had any business to force this into anybody. And I know they claim they're not forcing it, but if you have to choose between your career and your livelihood or running your business and paying your mortgage or going and getting the vaccine that they're borderline ordering you to get, that's not much of a choice anymore. It's, it's become an ultimatum. It's, um, it's coercion. I don't believe that uh, pro uh, politicians should be delivering health advice, but the best advice that I have heard uh, from my doctor and others is that people who've received uh, one dose of AstraZeneca uh, can uh, very well get a second and should very well get a second dose of AstraZeneca. Because the information's changed so many times, because they've reneged what they said or they've changed what they've said or they moved the goalposts. I feel like a lot of people who did trust the experts who had no vaccine hesitancy, they're, they're really starting to question it now. 
the amount of people that have decided they don't want to go back for a booster. They went and they got their two, and now they're being told, well, you need a third or you potentially need a fourth. They're, they're not interested. And the experts are still telling them, go get your third, go get your fourth. And these are the same people who went and they got their first one, they got their second one. And now they're starting to question if we're getting comprehensive, if we're getting honest, unbiased, transparent information. These are the people who were on board, that were following the program, they were doing the right thing and they were social distancing and wearing their masks and they trusted the experts and they believed what they were saying was true. And now those people are starting to question the information that they're being given and that we've been given over the course of the last year. In any scenario, if you keep changing your story, you discredit yourself. Ontario will be pausing the rollout and administration of the first or initial doses of AstraZeneca vaccine. The issue, the vaccine's link to a rare but serious blood clot condition known as VIT. Initially pegged as extremely rare, they're seeing it too often. It just seems like there's never any admittance that maybe they were wrong at some point. I've, I've never personally heard them a single time admit that maybe they made a mistake. A judge in Texas has ruled that the FDA cannot take 75 years to release data about the COVID-19 vaccines that took the agency just 108 days to review before granting this vac vaccine government approval. It's yet another blow for the AstraZeneca vaccine as the Netherlands join a growing list of countries suspending the use of the COVID-19 jabs. It comes after reports of blood clots in several people who were inoculated in Norway. Strict limits on the usage of the Johnson & Johnson COVID-19 vaccine. The updated guidelines come over the risk of a rare and dangerous clotting condition called TTS after receiving this vaccine. Now book COVID-19 vaccine appointments for kids between the ages of six months to under five years. The thing with children is that they, they don't need it. Mm. You know, you don't need to, there doesn't need to be any discussion about it being mm. a problem. No. They don't need it. So no. why are they pushing so hard for children to have it? The fact it? that vaccinated people who do have a breakthrough infection are clearly capable of transmitting the infection to an uninfected person. To think about vaccination now, now fully vaccinated uh, makes no sense now, so it's about up to date. So am I up to date in my vaccination? Have I received a vaccine in the last nine months? Anything in this world that could potentially injure you or, or even kill you, uh, you should be afraid of. Does it matter if it's rare? You know, there's a reason people are scared of poisonous snakes. Um, if it can kill you and it can seriously injure you, then you have every right to be afraid of it. And you shouldn't be chastised for being afraid of it, even if it is um, vaccines. And I never would have said that a year ago. You wouldn't have heard me saying that phrase because I didn't understand why people were scared of them. And uh, now I'm, I'm very scared of them. People started to reach out to me to share my story. They'd, they'd call me and uh, we would talk on the phone and I'd hang up the phone. My wife would look at me and she'd ask, who, who was that? And I'd, I'd tell her. And then again, I'd just say, what happened? Because to go do something as minuscule and, uh, you know, as, as going and getting this job that I thought was absolutely nothing, it had completely and just absolutely turned my world upside down. It turned my marriage upside down. Um, and, uh, yeah, it was, it was a long road to get kind of uh, back on track. Kind of get back to uh, where we're not back where we want to be, but at least we're uh, heading in the right direction now. 
just because you're not formally educated doesn't mean you're not allowed to uh, to have an opinion on something or to feel a certain way about it. To date, no unexpected vaccine safety issues have been identified in Canada. Health Canada is aware of reports of serious adverse events in Europe following immunization with the AstraZeneca vaccine, but wants to reassure Canadians that the benefits of the vaccine continue to outweigh its risks. There is currently no indication that the vaccine caused the observed events. We are taking the precaution of suspending the use of this vaccine for people who are under age 55 for the next few days. The advice given by health professionals, the advice that I gave, was that the right vaccine for you is the very first vaccine that is offered. Take that shot. Ignore nasty. Ignore anti-maskers. Ignore the people undermining faith and science. Newfoundland, Nova Scotia and British Columbia announced today they will also hold off on using the vaccine for the first shot. I can certainly understand why some um, individuals are you know, concerned or getting frustrated as uh, advice uh, appears to be evolving. But that is the nature of science and advice. We live in a world with global elites who are now being exposed because they're showing us, they're demonstrating all over this earth what they want to do. They want to destroy so they can build back better. Of course, you may be in the ruins. Your children, your family may be part of the ruins that were destroyed in their attempt to destroy before they build back better. But let me tell you this, if you've put your faith in Jesus, you don't have to worry about their plan or what's coming because you'll have an eternal security by faith in Jesus Christ. If you'd like to know him personally and you'd like to begin your relationship with the Lord God Almighty, the one who created all things, heaven and earth and everything in the earth, if you'd like to know him, I leave a link in the description box below. Go down there, click on that link, it'll take you to a page with a simple prayer to ask Christ to be the Lord of your life. Think about it.